Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Happy New Year. It's still January, and you have time to claim your word of the year. Have you ever heard of that? I mentioned it to a friend today, and she said, wow, actually, it was a new friend. I met her online when I was getting help for tech help on the Geek Squad. We've decided to be friends. Anyway, she goes, I don't know what that is. So I told her to subscribe, and she'll find out. I hope she does. For why you should choose a word of the year, I'll quote my friend Claire Diaz-Ortiz. In short, your one word does all of this. It imbues the type of year you wish to have. I guess it's a wish. And a word that can serve as a guidepost for what you want in the year to come. One simple word you can always hearken back to in a moments of darkness or doubt. Boy, we've had a lot of that this year. One word that informs your decisions, that crystallizes your passions and priorities, and that embodies, well, everything, she wrote. Your word of the year imbues, I love that word, guides, hearkens, informs, crystallizes. Those are verbs. Verbs do things. And your word of the year will do these and more for you. I'll be putting a link to Claire's article in the show notes, but here's some more words from her. She wrote, for the last two years, I've done a thing that I highly recommend. I've chosen a word of the year. I got the idea from a book, and I've had great success working hard to make sure my word directs and defines me in my year in question. I'm now such a fan that I'll shout it on the mountaintops. Each and every year, you should choose a word to represent the year you have in front of you. I recommend doing this before you set your annual goals. Wow, goals. Have you thought about those? Is it too late? No, it's never too late. I'll be talking more about that later. Pick one word that that word that imbues the type of year you wish to have and a word that can serve as a guidepost for what you want the year to come. One simple word that will help you decide between X and Y and help you remember what's important when you check yourself in at an endless loop of Facebook, Twitter, email, Instagram, and you just can't get out of that loop. Depending on the type of year you're going for, some examples might be rest, renew, Stop. That's a good one. Think. Breathe. I've had a day today with tech problems. I need that word breathe. Push. Persevere. You get the picture. One word that means everything you hope to achieve and catalyze and crystallize and create and live and breathe. One word for one special year. Thank you, Claire. And if you didn't get all that, I will link that. You might be wondering about now, do I really need to get on the bandwagon of choosing a word for my year? I don't like to be pinned down, you might think. What if I make a mistake and choose the wrong word? What if I change my mind? You can relax. You are not under some contract. In fact, you may only tell the word to someone closest and dearest to you or just talk about it with God. You will not lose your soul or your place in line. If you choose the wrong word, there is no wrong word. I remember hearing Cynthia Heald, a wonderful uh, Bible study teacher, uh, say years ago at our women's retreat that she chooses a verse of the year. A verse of the year, that's a lot more than a word for the year. Every January, 
She asks God for one verse he wants to meld into her soul for the whole year. That's more than one word, yes, but it's the word, so even more focus and more change and more life. It doesn't matter if it's one word or 12 words or a whole verse. What matters is focus. We want God to change our lives, and this is one way to have him do so. I began choosing a word of the year about five years ago. My word for 2016 was winsome. Here's the definition in case you haven't used that word for a while. Winsome is to be generally pleasing and engaging, often because of a childlike charm and innocence. Winsome is to be cheerful and lighthearted. I love that. Childlike charm, engaging, generally pleasing. I like that word generally because maybe I won't please everybody and never all the time. But generally is a worthy goal, don't you think? Some things are best defined by their opposite. I want to be winsome. I don't want to be grouchy, irritable, cantankerous. And yes, I can be all those things. Just ask my man in plaid. I want to be winsome. I don't want to be impatient, crotchety, testy, bad-tempered, cross. My mom used that word cross a lot. It's a good one. When I'm crotchety or testy, I'm at cross purposes with Jesus. I don't want to be at cross purposes with Jesus. I want to be winsome. Don't want to be snappish or waspish, crabby or grumpy. I love a good word and I love a good thesaurus. The man in plaid gave me a giant thesaurus one year for my birthday, which was true love. I'm not sure why he wanted to encourage more words than I already owned, but I did love it. Why did I choose winsome? Why did I want to be winsome? And I still want to be, by the way. People will love me more, but that's not the reason. People will enjoy my company more. No, that's not it. My kids will look forward to coming home, not only for the food. True, but not why I chose the word winsome. I want to be winsome because I know people who don't know God. You do too. They don't know his winsome welcome is for them. I want to be that for them. Not generally winsome, but all the time winsome. I want to be winsome because it shows I trust God no matter what. Oswald Chambers wrote this. And if you were reading that this year, I just read this the other day because it's January 2nd. Suppose God is the God you know him to be when you are nearest to him. Isn't that a beautiful suppose? I'll say it again. Suppose God is the God you know him to be when you are nearest to him. What an impertinence worry is. Let the attitude of life be a continual dependence upon God, and your life will have an ineffable charm about it, which is a satisfaction to Jesus. That's it. I want a life of ineffable charm wrapped up in childlike trust in a God I love. Don't you? What an impertinence worry is. I love that word winsome. I didn't think about it daily that year, but I wish I did. I should have read those words more than once. So this year I'll plan on keeping my one word where I can see it, read it, pray it. I may tape it on my lampshades or the refrigerator. I'm getting a new refrigerator in about two weeks. I will definitely put it on my refrigerator. On the night lights, my night goggles, my glasses. I don't really have night goggles. Maybe where I keep the M&Ms. For 2017, I mulled over some good choices. Abide, rest, abandon. But after a bit, I settled on a two-word word of the year. Listen 
well. I like adding I liked adding the adverb. I want to be a good listener, not a half-hearted one ear to my thoughts and one ear to God's. Not I'm doing my best kind of listener, but I'm but still distracted by frets and feuds. No, I'll take this two-word word of the year and listen well. Listening implies doing, but that's another subject, and you may need to get to work finding your own word for this year. Ask God, Lord, what word do you want for my 2021? What do you want imbued in my life and informing my decisions? Help me remember what you want from me this year, another year of our Lord. For 2018, I chose incognito. Here's why. At Aaron's anniversary party, a woman walked up to me and said, I know you from somewhere. What's your name? Where have we met? I looked blank. It was a mystery. After going through all the possibilities, kids' ages, soccer teams, church activities, schools, work, we decided to share contact information and restart a maybe one-time old friendship. One thing for sure we could talk each other under the table, and if not friends before, I enjoyed getting acquainted with a fellow redhead. Why did she remember and I didn't? Besides the obvious, I'm older. I couldn't remember. But here's a possibility, a hopeful possibility. Maybe she didn't remember me. Maybe she remembered Jesus in me. Maybe, just maybe, his impression stuck with her. Something like a fragrance connected with the face or an aroma connected with with a kitchen. Today I was cooking bacon and the whole house smelled like bacon. We all like to be remembered, if not our name, at least our face. But any new year, I don't want to be remembered for me. I want to go incognito for Jesus. If I come to mind in anyone's mind, I want them thinking, hmm, I don't remember her name, but she reminds me of something or someone. I do want them thinking, boy, I I like being around her. It's not her, though. It's more than that. Surprise, it's Jesus. Wouldn't that be great? I want to get out of God's way and let him show up through me. No longer me, but Jesus in and through me, not recognized in a crowd, ushered to the front row or given the special seat. I want to spread the good news in a way that others forget I'm there, incognito. That was my word for the year. It was something I did, and it's a posture I take. Here, God, here's my life. Do what you like, and may others know it's you and not me. I want to be like these men and women who lived incognito for God by attitude and deed in the Bible. Like John the Baptist who said, He must increase, but I must decrease. Like Esther who said, I will go to the king, and if I perish, I perish. Like Paul who said, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Like Mary who said, I am the Lord's maidservant ready to serve. Like Ruth, who said, Your people will be my people, your God, my God. Can you think of others off the top of your head? People are desperate for light and love. I don't want to get in the way of them finding it and Him. 
For 2019, I chose the word worthy. Worthy because God is worthy of my attention. All I am for all my life. The flip side of that is His worth gives me my worth. Colossians 3.2 Set your mind on things above is my mantra, and it's what I repeat when I can't go to sleep. That and what are you doing, Lord, which is the second mantra that he doesn't mind. (laughs) Making much of God was my theme that year, and hopefully every year since. Too often my default is making much of me, myself, and I, better known as navel-gazing. I get nowhere when I'm navel-gazing. I get everywhere worth going when I set my eyes where they need setting. Why worthy? Because God's worth it. He's worth my life, worth my surrender, worth my obedience, worth my love, worth my worship, worth my attention. Like setting my table, I pay attention when I set my table. Here's the plate, the cup, the napkin. God's worth my attention. Set it straight, Sue, and he will do the rest. I'm setting my mind on what matters, and God will show me the next step. Matthew 6, 33, my version. How do I know that God will take care of the rest if I set my mind on him? He told us, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. All these things keep me up at night when I set them first instead of God. Maybe your word could be set. I'm setting my mind to know God better. He's worth it. I'm grateful for that year when I concentrated on God being worthy. What helps you set your mind where where it needs to be set? Maybe your word this year can be something that helps you do that. Let me know in comments where God is leading you and if you end up choosing a word. For this past year, the infamous 2020, God certainly led me well, and I had no idea, none of us did, what was going to be happening. But I chose my word last January. Trust. Trust was my word of the year. Trust is a one-size-fits-all word of the year. I like it. I needed it. I needed it all year, even when I didn't remember it was my word of the year. I'm sure you did, too. I noticed right away that when I told the world my word, that it began popping up everywhere. In my books, Jesus Calling, My Utmost for His Highest, and the Bible, of course. That was good. What isn't good, but remarkable, is this. I'm finding daily, no, it's still good, more things to trust God about and for. It's like praying for patience. You know not to do that, right? You'll get more practice being patient because things go haywire. This has been a big day of technical difficulties with my computer. And so it has really, I've really trusted God today. I've had to trust God today. I had to grow in my patience and in my trust. Practice or not, I can always trust God more. When I came down with laryngitis uh, last year, it was on a Sunday, and I was scheduled to speak on a Thursday. And I wrote the lady in charge. I said, I don't have a voice at the moment, but I'm too old to panic. I was, uh, did manage to speak four days later with a good microphone. Thank you, God. It's true. I've seen God come through many, many times. That's what age provides. Reflection on the past. 
I don't need to worry. God is in charge. You don't need to worry. Maybe trust will be your word for this year. Trust does have everything to do with memory, which is a big dilemma since isn't that the first thing to go, our memory. You don't remember? Well, trust me. Trust has everything with growing old enough to have seen God at work. In the meantime, next time you find yourself in a whirl of worry or funk of fear, remember the wondrous works that God has done. Psalm 105, 4 and 5, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that He has done, His miracles and the judgments He uttered. As a child, we sang a little chorus. Why worry when you can pray? Trust Jesus, he will be your stay. Why worry indeed? Why worry indeed when we can trust God? What's your word of this year? When you find it, I bet you'll begin seeing it in every book and in every verse. God likes to help us practice. Now we come to, to 2021. My new word for this year is light. While reading my friend Nelsie's book, Comfort of the Night, she mentioned how that very last night before the crucifixion, Jesus was speaking to his most intimate followers. She writes, The disciples were engaged with Jesus. Like blossoming plants, they leaned toward the light. That was a great sentence, Nelsie. Somehow that gripped my soul. I want to be a leaner like my dog who leans into my legs, reminding me she's here and wanting my attention. I want to lean into Jesus and listen oh so intently what he's been trying to tell me even when I'm distracted by so many things, even good things yet missing the very light that would guide my day. And I want to be a holder of light for others, like holding up a lamp or a flashlight or a lantern turning on the back porch light so I don't trip over the curb or somebody else who's leaving out our front door. I turn on the light because we have a little step down. I want to provide a clear path so no one gets hurt and a clear path for other people to come to know God. Light attracts. I want people to be attracted to God. Light illumines. I want people to know an accurate picture of who God is by how I live my life. Light leads. I want to follow Jesus with baby steps and giant steps, never stepping out from his light. And light comforts. I want to experience the intimacy of God's presence when I go through dark times, because I will, and so will you. And then provide that same comfort for others when in need. Now these are just a few thoughts on light. I have been jotting down notes uh, the last couple of weeks, and I don't have time to share them all. But maybe throughout the year, I'll think of more things that God is teaching me about light, my word for the year. I'll leave you with this. Matthew five fourteen through 16 in the message. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on the light stand, shine. 
Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Wow, that is such a great set of verses. In my early 20s, I realized I could not and I was not answering that call on my life because I really wasn't in the world. I had only Christian friends, worked in a Christian school, I was in the choir, I attended a great church, I socialized with other Christian singles. I didn't really know any unbelievers well enough to share light and salt. I remember passing a gas station and thinking, wow, I don't know that gas station attendant well enough to share the gospel. Those were the days when we had gas station attendants. So I began praying about it. I asked God for non-Christian relationships so that I could begin carrying out his plan and command for me. Maybe you're in the same boat. If so, ask God to bring you into close relationship with someone who needs his salt and light and life eternal. Ask him. Don't be afraid of it. It's why you are here. He will delight to answer that prayer. I remember when I asked Bob Goff on uh, my podcast, what legacy do you want to be known for? He could have said so many things, but his answer was this, to be the aroma of Christ. That sounds like light to me. Since I started choosing words of the year, he has led, God has led me to winsome, listen well, incognito, worthy, trust, and now light. I'm kind of excited. I could actually start from the beginning and choose them all over again. We'll see how my great God and lighter of the way leads me and how he leads you. I hope you choose a word of the year Tell me if you get a chance. Leave it in the comments. Love to all and Happy New Year. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.